0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal
1: impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will live. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. I love the weekends. I love that we're going to be getting together worshiping God at Livingston. For any of our Text Talk listeners, if you're in the Tampa area, I hope that you'll come out and worship with us. All the information you need for that is found at ChristiansMeetHere.org ChristiansMeetHere.org Of course, on Friday, we're wrapping up our week-long conversation on Psalm 14. As you said earlier in the week, it started low
0: and it's going high. And we're going to end on a high note in Psalm 14. I'm reading from the New American Standard, updated edition today. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all the workers of wickedness not know, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon the Lord? There they are in great dread, for God is with the righteous generation. You would put to shame the counsel of the afflicted, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores his captive people, Jacob will rejoice.
1: Israel will be glad. Look at that ending. The salvation of Israel. The salvation coming from Zion. And what a great testimony
0: to the faith of David as he's writing this. Because notice as he's writing it, it's not, oh, that it has come. It's not, oh, hey, it's finally happened. I've been saying all these things. But look, now the salvation has happened. For all of the statement about the fools and the corrupt and even the recognition about how foolish and corrupt we are, even Mm -hmm. in this psalm, what we have is this underlying faith that says, I know salvation is coming. I know that there are fools who persist in their folly, who will not take refuge in God, but salvation is coming. And, And when that happens, there is going to be joy and there
1: is going to be gladness. I love the expectation that salvation is coming. And these Psalms are full of that. Even in the dark ones, they are are trusting that the Lord will answer, the Lord will come. And so we've talked about the different... genres of psalm, I guess, that this one might fall into. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about salvation coming from Zion, we've got messianic tones in here as well, don't we?
0: I think we absolutely do. There have been hints of wisdom. I mean, not just hints. There's been a lot of wisdom in this as it's contrasting, contrasting the folly the and wisdom. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. been lament as we picked up on the fact that that there's oppression going on of the yeah. afflicted and the poor, poor by those who are eating God's bread, like uh, eating God's people like bread, yeah. but they're not calling on the Lord. There's, you know, there's this, that makes it a communal lament, eating God's people, and yet it's very personal as it talks about the fact that no one, not one, here I am, one of these people that honestly has been eaten up by the enemy of God, the enemy.
1: Well, I know we've talked, I guess it was Tuesday, we were really talking about, you You got to look in the mirror with this song. Yeah, absolutely. And not just wag your finger at someone else because of their perhaps overt atheism, but understand the trap of a practical atheism, mm. uh, which really for Christians is, is, a, is a hypocrisy. I know that's an ugly word, but we'll be the ones who will absolutely profess, I believe in God, I worship God and maybe living practical atheist life.
0: So we've seen these fools, and we've recognized that as God has looked for one who is wise, he hasn't found one. And yet, we've got the generation of his people, we've got the generation of righteous, we've got this hint of judgment that's going to come. Is it going to be on every single person? And we really, up to this point, it's... it's, It's a little convoluted. Wait a minute, which is it? Is it everybody is awful, or is there really a people that belongs to God that he is delivering, but he hasn't been able to find a wise person? He hasn't been able to find someone who's seeking him, and so what do we have to have? we got to have a Savior. We have to have a Savior. We have to have one who is wise come into the world Mm -hmm. to bring salvation to us, and it is because God looked and could not find Mm -hmm. that that he sent that. That is powerful. That's powerful. And so for for all that we can say about this psalm and where it might fall as we try to pigeonhole it, I think messianic needs to be way up on the list. Okay. Because what we have in this psalm is why we need a Messiah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because otherwise, otherwise we're all on that side of the fools who eat up God's people with bread and don't call on the Lord.
1: You have that. Um, Of course, I think about the echoes with Acts chapter 2 and the first gospel preaching there, the day of Pentecost. He is encouraging people to call upon the name of the Lord. They shall be saved. There they are preaching from Mount Zion, from Solomon's porch, from the temple. And the gospel is issuing forth there. And so uh, you you have fulfillment of some of these pictures in the gospel, in the Savior Jesus Christ.
0: He is the wise one. He is the one that that calls on the Lord. He is the one who has committed no abominable deeds. He is the one who has done good and only done good. He is the one who has pleased the Father. The Lord couldn't find him in the earth, so he sent him to the earth. And I think this is important because I think what some folks might want to do is go back to this psalm and say, well, you guys have claimed that Jesus is sinless, but this psalm says there is no one who is like that. And you're going to make a big deal that it's not even one. Well, yeah, we are. Because what we're saying is the, that God has looked among men mm-hmm. and he couldn't find that. So he sent that. And he sent that by himself in the person of the Son, coming into the world, incarnate, God in flesh.
1: And it's not for a lack of temptation, because we're told he was tempted in all ways, as are we, yet without sin. And so he faced the same temptations and trials we did. He doesn't take a pass from any of those things. And yet he is sinless. He is faithful. He is perfect where we fail. Mm. And so what we find, I, I, I tried to
0: posit maybe, and, and this is just my own way of thinking about this. I'm sure that some can write in and say, well, that's not exactly it. But I've talked about two levels of folly here in this text. You've got the level of folly that is all of us. All of us have done this. All of us have said there is no God. All of us have turned to sin. Because, because if one of us hadn't, God could have found us, but he didn't. He didn't look down and say, oh, wait, there's Edwin. Okay, everything is going to be okay. He, he didn't look down and say, oh, wait, there's Andrew. Everything's going to be okay. He looked down and said, I'm not finding anyone. So I will send one, which gets us to the second level of folly is if I don't realize what a fool I have been and turn to the Savior, the wisdom that God has sent
1: into the world. How great is my folly? And there should be the place of fear. They are in great fear. It's it's that moment of realization of folly. And that is a terrifying moment. But what I want to do is I want to push against that. Mm -hmm.
0: I want to hang on to, well, I've not done anything abominable. I'm really a good guy. I do the best I can. I try as hard as I can to be a good person. We like to say, God knows my heart. You don't know my heart, but God knows my heart. And that is really one of the most frightening things that we should say. Yeah. You know, isn't that interesting? We, you know, don't judge me. You know, you don't know my heart. God judges the heart. God looks at the heart. And I know there's some passages that mention that. I think we may get that that idea wrong because, yeah, that's really frightening. God does know my heart. And the heart is deceptive. Yeah. The heart is deceptive, and it leads astray. And I, I think of the mind games that I play in my own heart and in my own mind, and you don't ever get to see those mind games. Guess who knows what they are? Yeah. God knows.
1: He sees the heart, and the fool said in his heart, there is no God.
0: <laughs> oh, and, and I want to claim I've never said that. But what, what have we already pointed out this week is that any time I turn to sin— and anytime I try to justify my sin as if it really wasn't that bad, yeah. what am I saying? I'm saying there's no God, mm-hmm. or at least no God higher than me. Mm-hmm. I get to be the judge of how good I am or how abominable I am. I get to be the judge of, of what you know, where my eternity should be instead of just recognizing, like that tax collector in Jesus' mm-hmm. story, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, that's where wisdom for us comes from.
1: No, it is. This Psalm strikes hard against the idea that I'm going to justify myself. I'm going to save myself. I don't need a savior. Just the opposite is true. You read this and we realize we all need that savior. And the Lord provided him from Zion.
0: Okay. I'm glad you brought that in. The Lord provided him from Zion. Where did Jesus die? Mm
1: -hmm. In Zion. Yeah, that's right. Where
0: was he buried? Mm -hmm. In Zion. Where was he resurrected? In Zion. Where did his kingdom start? In Zion. Zion, of course, is the mountain of Jerusalem. That is where the whole thing begins. I am sure that when Israelites read this passage, they did not perceive that the way this would be worked out is through the king being executed in Zion. Mm, yeah. And yet, and yet this is where wisdom is. Hmm. That makes me think of what Paul says about folly and wisdom in 1 Corinthians. Because what happens is the the wise in the world Mm -hmm. who claim there is no God, Mm -hmm. they look at Christianity and they say, how foolish is this? Your God went to a cross and died. That is so silly. Uh, it, it as far as the Jews are concerned, it's blasphemy. As far as the Gentiles are concerned, it's folly. It's just ridiculous. And yet, right here is the heart of wisdom, yeah. because Jesus, he,
1: he bought us salvation right there in Zion, and that's that's where it comes from. I, yeah, I, you were talking about that, and I was thinking the same thing. So it's First uh, Corinthians one verse twenty two. Jews request a sign. And Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Mm. Here's this wisdom, this Savior coming from Zion. And it's Jesus.
0: God looked and he couldn't find one, so he sent one. Yeah. And that's Jesus. Yeah. It's high. Don't be a fool. Don't compound the folly of sin and rebellion. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ because that is where wisdom is. I get it. The world is going to declare it folly. They are. I know they are. They do. They have. Mm-hmm. But the true folly is neglecting the Lord our God and and neglecting the fact that he did come into this world to be the Savior salvation has come from Zion. The fortunes of his people are restored. Let us rejoice. Let us be
1: glad. Wow. I mean, you can't end on a higher note than that, Andrew. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. What a great Psalm. What a great week we've had. Powerful. Talking about, talking about Psalm 14. And Lord willing, we'll be back on Monday with another episode getting into Psalm 15. We hope you'll join us for that. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and this time that we could look at Psalm 14 again, that we could really, Father, come to look at the last couple of verses with the wonderful promise and expectation of your salvation from your Savior, Jesus Christ, his death, burial upon the cross, his resurrection, and that wonderful message and news preached that we might have the forgiveness of our sins that we might find your wisdom and your power. Lord, that you would forgive us of our foolishness and practically atheistic ways, God, that we could find forgiveness and new life in Christ because of your love, because of your mercy. And we pray, Father, that that we might seek you this day and share that good news with others for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
1: Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. And it is, I tell you what, what we ought to do is just uh, talk about Psalm 14. Start over. Ah, Got me thinking about lunch now. Mm. Okay.